Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. All right, this week on Always Aggravated, we've got Sully doing what he does best, sirening himself with a golf story for the ages, and then a little midsummer fun for you with a top 10 list of sports conspiracies, including one that I have preached for over 20 years, and I am so thrilled it is on this list. That is all of it coming up next on Always Aggravated. Okay, so we come to you uh, Monday at almost 1 o'clock in the afternoon as we have prepared for our regular show. We wanted to knock out the pod today. Uh, Sully, you're back from a big golf weekend. You've played a ton of golf of late, and you saved this story. You didn't give it to us on the day show. So I really am kind of excited, but I'm almost kind of annoyed because if the story was that good, I want to butter the bread. But you've hinted at this. And I'm going to just turn it to you. And I mean, David, has he given you any details on this story? A little. A little. I've but heard not a little everything. too. And to me, it just, to me, it borders on like just way too fanboy, stalkerish. It's crazy. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, yeah. So we, we were talking about my golf trip on air. And part of me actually thought about like after we got done talking about it, like, fuck, I, I should have just mentioned that on air too. But then, hey, perfect opportunity. Do it on the podcast anyway. But I want to start by saying this. David, I, I think, shared with you the name of this person Yes, that is siren-worthy, correct? Yes, you did. Now, do you first of all, do you think that Roberto will recognize that name? Roberto doesn't know who that is. And he this, would not know who that is. This is a big person, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So <laughs> let, me, let me just kind of paint the picture here, and I'm not good at, at scene setting, as, of course, uh, Michael is over here. But up north, golf trip, and this was like a, around at 7.30 in the morning. We were playing cro- Crooked Tree. <sighs> Super hungover from the night before. Oh, sounds great. That sounds and awful. It was, it Miserable. Was, but it's nice. It's right across right across the street from Bay Harbor, overlooking Lake Michigan. Really nice course. Uh, and it was 7.30 fun. in the morning? That was too early, yeah. Now, how hungover? Very. That's, that's what I care about. Very. You? Uh, you? Very hungover, yeah. You. Wojo hungover? To so the point where you just get up, you roll to bed. All right, let's uh, go to Wojo the course. You don't, you don't talk. No, no. So, all right. So, this is, this is good. So... Is it the type of hangover that the minute you wake up, you don't even lift your head off the pillow and you already regret the night before? Uh, So I would say it wasn't quite to that level. Like where you realize, oh my God, I want to die. (laughs) Take me now. I'm ready to meet you. (laughs) Luckily not to that level, but we've all had those Okay, so But this was was, a good amount of drinking. You don't want to get up that early. Not the worst hangover ever. What's your typical hangover? Is it more the stomach or the headache? Headache. Okay. Yep. Now, headache-wise, is it the type of headache that no matter what you do all day, it never leaves you? Uh... This one... Because that's the signature of the over 30 years old hangover. Yeah, no, it eventually goes away. When I tell you winter is coming, your Game of Thrones moment, (laughs) 
it's age 28 That's and scary, a half. Man. Winter. A, it, winter Does is it, coming. You know, but by like. Let's bring it, in our it, resident hangoverologist. Yeah. If, if the headache is now, it's one o'clock, two in the afternoon. There's a very easy way to get rid of that. That's what you do. You just have to get back on the horse. You get the white claws out and you start drinking some white claws. Whatever. So I'm just the only cure. I'm just trying to set the scene because already, and I looked at David. Him and I were both completely nauseated by the thought of 7:30 a.m. Hung over, which I don't, David. I don't know for someone who doesn't drink what. Think of the flu. Oh, yeah, Think yeah, of yeah. having the flu at 7.30 in the morning and then golfing. Yeah. So, But I'm telling you, winter's so, coming. Yeah. 28 and a half, you're 26. Mike, the hangovers get to a point, unless you're a functioning alcoholic like Roberto, <laughs> you can't drink your way out of it. Oh, yeah. The, the thought of alcohol makes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. Putting the alcohol under your nose would make you vomit. And the headache, doesn't matter the amount of ibuprofen, doesn't matter the amount of Gatorade, doesn't matter. Hot shower, cold shower, greasy food, healthy yep. food. None of it. Right. None of it. Steam room, right? You go to the gym, mm. I'm going to sweat this fucker yep. out. Nope. Nothing. That headache is all yours. It's a brain tattoo for 24 hours. And it's not even the vomit coming from See, your mouth. The, the problem, the, what I get worried, if it's 7.30 in the morning, I'm in the clubhouse, I would be so scared to leave that clubhouse knowing... I got no, I got no other option. The two-day hangover. <laughs> right, just out there. Yes. I've, I've never had a two-day well, hangover. Well, and as you but... get older, the, the throwing up has never been my thing. Yeah. Other people, they throw up, and, and that I feel for them. Never. Mine is more generally, I just have to shit my pants. Right. Mm. Mine is generally yeah, digestive issues of where course. it's like, oh, man, I don't feel good. Now I got to, I, I feel like I've got like a balloon engulfing my head. And I have the shits. This oh, isn't good. This yeah. is terrible. Oh. But you, it's tough when you have to golf. It's not like an NFL Sunday. You can just lay around. Where, do, where do you take a shit on a golf course? <laughs> yeah, right. That's you don't. One. Oh, what unless do you mean unless you don't? Some, somehow you do it the turn or something. Can, can you go to the woods? No, you certainly do number one there. They have like they have like porta johns, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Like they they make couple yeah. holes. But wait, if you if you if you had to shit, there's porta johns. You don't go in the there woods. There would be some sort of halfway house or some sort mm-hmm. of uh. What about no, the that's sand? where Roberto. Lives. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about the sand? There'd be some sort of restaurant. You, or generally, there's rest at least some sort of restrooms once every I don't know. Three, Can four you hours. call like nine one one for the for the cart girl, and instead of ordering a beer, you shit in her cooler? Yeah. Like, so don't what, think you want to do that. How no, does now that you think about it, what I probably would do is I. I would take the cart from all you guys and be like, I'll be back in 10 minutes. I've, had people, I've had people do that before, yeah. But hungover, yeah. once he's 28, it's going to all happen. Hungover golf, you better think about this. I know, I think about it because whenever I golf in the morning, I always like tell myself, all right, you have to you have to shit before you golf. Just get it out of the yeah. way, no, especially in the morning. And, no, you and gotta I get that emodium, to... that emodium yep. AD. You take like three of those. I don't. I can't bam. really play like if I don't. Well, you know, and and I know we've sidetracked you from your story, yeah. but this is why the pot is fun. Uh, so I'll give you an example. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> what? What? I like how no, this, this is good. I knew yeah. it would turn into this. this is right. good. No, but it's exciting because I'm glad other people have the phobia that I have. No, yes. I won't leave the house to do any adult activity without shitting. Yep. In the morning, <laughs> like now, the only time I will is if I have an early flight. But I have a system. I've got a foolproof system to guarantee that you don't shit on an airplane. I'm not kidding. I remember that. Yes, of course. Foolproof system. So if you've got a, a 6 o'clock flight or mm-hmm. an 8 o'clock flight, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, get up. Don't sip a single thing. Yes. Yes. Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Keep your body in, in, in shit paralysis. Yes. When you get to the airport, 
you got to find one of the good little, like the Hudson News or the NBC News, whatever, a little travel store. You got to find one, though, that's got the ice cold water, not the lukewarm shit. Ice cold and preferably one of the smart waters with electrolytes because mm-hmm. the electrolytes make you shit. Hmm. So you, you you get one of these. You get you get an ice cold water. Mm-hmm. Now you got to be at the gate. You go now. Luckily, I, I got the TSA thing years ago. I don't know how people travel without it. Get to the gate, set your bag down, and then I just tell my wife. I go, hey, I'm gonna try to go have a meeting here. I take the water, I crush it like it's Rocky, uh, Rocky and Apollo Creed <laughs> between the fifth and sixth round. I crush the entire water <laughs> within 30 seconds. Bang! Showtime. Bang! Bang! <laughs> and then the, but the airport restrooms are sometimes they're still, well. Here, oh. No, here's the key. I got a system for that too. Worse ones here's than that. the key. Yeah, yeah, don't use them. Don't use the ones that are at the end of the terminals. Those are the most highly trafficked bathrooms. True. You want the ones in the middle where no one thinks about using. Mm. They're by, just going through. Right. I'm passing by. Yes. Don't use the ones near the restaurants. Why? Because restaurants mm-hmm. make you poop. You gotta yeah. find the isolated ones. That's hilarious. And then here's the other thing: when you're on that early flight, always, always, always look for the janitor. Yes, you'll see the cleaning cart. Yes, you and will. I have no what shame. A system, this is impressive. Oh, when I see the police tape that says they're cleaning, I go right under it. <laughs> and I just I go right under. This I look a- for where he's already cleaned. That means my, that's a that toilet seat is virginal. Yeah, yeah. You, your cheeks are going to be the first ass that that toilet <laughs> really's ever seen because right. it's just gotten clean. What you could eat you system? could eat maple walnut ice cream off the right. seat. You'd be right. All right. You could have your Cliff Bar right <laughs> off the seat. How'd you get that reference? The po- the point is th- that system for golf still applies. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You want once you leave the house, do not hit yeah. that water. Or Wait coffee. till you're at the court. No. Oh, don't yeah. do coffee. coffee. I see people no. lined up at no. Starbucks, <laughs> and it's 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. at the airport, and I'm going, oh. man. No. All months ago, this was November or December, maybe our second pod. I talked about this dude who was tempting fate, and then he blew up the bathroom for yeah. 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Like, how long have you been awake that you are cocky enough to throw oh, a venti dark roast into yeah. your system? Or, or maybe they don't. Long story short, let's get back to where you're headed. Wait, can, I just, can I tell you one quick story? Sure. Because this reminds me of this. I was in a store with my son. This was a couple years ago. And all of a sudden, I get hit. My stomach's just like, oh, no. now. You're, oh, you're going no. to go now unless you hit a bathroom. Oh, no. So I go, <laughs> I go in the men's room. Sure enough, it's full. There's a guy. There's only one oh. stall. Men's. <sighs> The and worst. It, and there's a guy in there. So I try to wait. You know, every second's going by like an hour. It's insane. Finally, I tell my son, I go, just stand by the women's bathroom. I'm going to run in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Play That's lookout. Great. Right. I told my, and my son was mortified. He goes, I can't do that. I, 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 I He was like totally oh, that freaked hilarious. out. Mortified. He's going to be completely disgusted <laughs> when he goes back and listens to some of your work. Well, yeah. So, wow. I, ran, so I go in there. I, I, you know, I finish up. And of course, my son doesn't have my back whatsoever. Because he doesn't know every woman walk. Around. He doesn't know what to say to <laughs> oh, the women. That's so awkward. Oh man, <laughs> that's scary. Wow. And needless to say, I've been banned from this. You know what's funny? No, but like when places tell you you can't use the bathroom, I- I'm not going to say what place. I'll just give you the type of place. I was at the bank, and I had <laughs> I had had my morning meeting, and it was the start of my Saturday morning, and I said, okay, I'm confident to leave. Got my little coffee mug and started on my way told my wife goodbye and i would see her in a few hours and 
She saw me in about 20 minutes because by the time I got to the bank, the coffee had hit my system. Oh, <laughs> man. I realized I was going to need a second meeting in that morning. Mm. And I, look, I was sitting waiting for a business banker. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have a restroom for the public. I said, with all due respect, I'm I'm, I'm here to do business. business with you. I'm, right. I'm, I'm not here to get $20 from the teller. Like, I have <laughs> an issue yeah. to handle. Sir, I'm sorry. We don't let our customers. Yeah. Wow. They, they don't at all. I clenched my fists and my ass <laughs> and got back in my vehicle. <laughs> and, and, and that's where. You're like a rock'em, sock'em robot. <laughs> I was going about 20 over the speed limit to oh, get yeah. home. Oh, absolutely. Wow. And I walk in the front door. She goes, what are you doing back? I go, you know what I'm doing back. Went right in the bathroom. I wonder if a, I wonder if a cop would really they have to have a restroom. Would a cop let you go if you're going 20 over and you're like, officer, please, man. Well, I, I've always wondered, like, if you have IBS or colitis or one of these horrific Crohn's, if you have one of these terrible digestive diseases, is the only perk of that terrible disease. And I, I look, I'm speaking. My, my dad has had colitis since he was 16. Could you tell a cop, listen, I'm, my ass is about to explode if you I don't think, let me go? I think you can get away with that. There should be a special brown license plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't and that lets the cop know that. <laughs> a, a brown yeah, star from your, your doctor. A yes. brown star on your license. It's a smiling poop emoji <laughs> yeah. sticker. Right. Like, like everybody else puts the college they went to. If you have a digestive disease, you get the little poop emoji. Right. Everybody like leaves you alone. Right. Oh, I like that. No, but I, I just, th 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 we're done there. But yeah, places yeah. will deny you. Man, they I, will I, deny you access to their bathroom. That's crazy. Even if you're spending money in their place. See, I don't even know if my siren story will compare to this sidetrack now. Wow. <laughs> no, <I'm curious. laughs> that, was, that, was, that was incredible. That's all right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so get to the course, hungover, not going to act like it's the worst hangover of my life, but whatever. What were you drinking? Get there early. Uh, the night before we were drinking. Um, you doing that vodka soda shit? I think it was. That's good, though. Certainly White Claws, of course, but I think oh, I think is. Red Bull Vodka, I think. You know, oh, oh. Now, look, you Red know Bull, I used Captain Diet, of In course. In my 20s, I liked those. I did. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The thought of getting tuned up on those now, may as well go shop for a coffin. I may I as think, well go yeah. shop for my own deathbed. I, I think, think I was I remember my doctor told me, too. don't you you can't drink Red Bull and, and alcohol at the same yeah. time. Well, you will have a problem. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, though. Him? I, I tell you what Sully can drink, and I don't know. His body must have a magic bullet to process this shit. I have seen Sully, and it's not like this is a regular occurrence. This <laughs> kid absolutely fucking destroys Captain and Coke. Oh, yeah. Destroys. Well, yeah, at his age, yeah. I would do that, too. But yeah. I mean, but by, by, yeah, by volume... Sugar. Half of his bloodstream was captain. <laughs> he was straight as an arrow. I know what That's hilarious. That is something you always mention, Sully. So that must be your but, favorite. But so, like, if I'm drinking a lot of that, generally the hangover's not as bad. I'm used to it. Whenever. He's got like a pool filter. <laughs> but, all right, so. Carry on. Yeah, so we get to the course, and I, I want to say this too. The front nine I played, tired, hungover, was the one of my buddies even told me, dude, this is the worst I've seen you play, like, maybe ever. <laughs> it was, it was it one, of the, one of the worst nines I ever played on the front. Absolutely terrible. Could barely, you know, wasn't making good contact with anything. Ended up shooting a uh, 52 on the front, which is just awful. Eesh. So, long story short, I'm pissed off making the turn. My friends go in, they get a drink, get some food. I'm like, you know what, guys, I never do this. I'm actually going to the range real quick. You guys do that. I'm going to go hit 10, 15 balls, 20 balls on the range, and then, I'll, and then you know, let's go to the 10th tee. It's like, all right, cool. So, here's where the siren comes in. I walk over to the driving range, pull up my cart. There are four or five carts there with 
people my age, maybe a little older, taller guys, look, you know, look like they're in pretty good shape, whatever. No, okay, cool. They're just some guys enjoying the golf trip. So I walk up to the range and I walk past this guy and it was just kind of one of those, hey, how are you, man? What's up? You know, everything good? Just, you know, real brief encounter, just being polite, saying hello. And I look at him and I go to myself, holy shit, that looks like Sidney Crosby. Uh, then I, I kind of walk by. I'm like, oh, there's no way. He's, uh, you know. Yeah, why would, would he be in Michigan? Why would he, yeah, why would he, would he be, be in the middle of there? nowhere? Yeah. yeah, why would Sidney Crosby <laughs> be up in Bay Harbor? So sure enough, I, I kind of look twice, keep walking, don't think anything of it. I then look over at the carts, and the cart says Rust on it. So then I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's got to be Brian Rust, plays for the Penguins. Holy shit, that is Sidney Crosby right there uh, on the range with me. Who would ever know that? <laughs> Who is Brian Rust? I know. So, well, Brian Rust, he's from, he's from Waterford. He plays for the Penguins. Oh, I see. So then I walk by this other guy who's, we- who's wearing a of... Penguins hat, and I'm like, holy shit, that actually is Sidney Crosby for the some reason. What's he doing up there? Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is There's going Sidney on? Sidney Crosby. He played golf anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Now, the Rupert, do, you doing know up there? do you know who Sidney Crosby is? I know that he's a hockey player. <laughs> he's one of the most hated players. Yeah. In the last 15 years for Red Wing fans, because he cries constantly. And when they faced the Penguins in the finals, one of the big things was they had these unbelievable, like, entire heads of Sidney Crosby yes. in the crowd of him, like, bawling his eyes out. It was yeah. some good, good shit by Red so, Wing fans. It was him, it was uh, Brian Rust, Chris Kunitz, there was a bunch of other uh, oh, Chris NHL guys up there. And I, I, I first didn't believe, like, what the hell is Sidney Crosby doing you up there? Didn't go then up it to made him, did no, you? no. I passed him, just said, "Hey, how are you?" Like, <laughs> but I didn't. That was like passing him. I didn't even know who he was, and I kind of just said hi, like I would do a normal guy. I'm like, "Holy shit, is that Sidney Crosby?" I so can't I, believe you wouldn't ask for a I picture. I didn't know. Then I saw a photo on Instagram the next day. It was all of them. Sure enough, Bay Harbor Yacht Club, Brian Russ wedding. Um, which is right uh, across the street. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. so somebody like, was getting married. So I was all like, right. okay, that totally explains it. Why they'd be up there, but. Uh, they look like they're having a good time, all you know, talking mm. shit and whatnot. A lot of Red Wing fans would have really appreciated if you would have bitten his Achilles, <laughs> yeah. like just gone full Hannibal on his ankle. Yeah, but then it, so it was crazy. Then my friends joined on, on the tenth tee, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, guys, that's like Sidney Crosby was just on the range to me. I'm like, what? What the, what the hell would he be doing up here? And I was like, it must be something with Rust because Brian Rust was right there too. But yeah, it was like the most random thing ever because I mm. never would have expected seeing I don't, you know one of the best hockey players in the world. Up there at you know Boyne Bay Harbor for no reason in the morning. Well, I'll tell you this though, I, I you know this is a point of contention, I guess. I hate when people bother these people. Yes, yeah. I can't stand it. Oh, hey, can I get a pic? No, no. You know what? No. In, like the problem is, on one hand, everyone is your customer, and you're like Sidney Crosby's gonna probably be nice. And then again, maybe he's in such rarefied air, he could tell you to go fuck yourself with a smile, and who cares? Right. My point is, you feel like the person's powerless. I mean, can they really say no in the age of camera phones? No. No. Or can they really, uh, even if you were a dick, by the time Sidney Crosby would go to respond, you'd be recording TMZ Sports. Yep. I just feel like it's not a fair request because the person can't really say no. Right. That's not a fair request. It's almost like like when we're on the air and like Sully will say, Hey, can I can I ask you this? Like what am I supposed to say as well? Yeah, no. no. I mean of course it's not a fair request. Yeah, you like, should one day. 
Either I one of us. That, yeah. No, in fact, you can't. Mike, can I ask you a question real quick? <laughs> well, um, do you think the Lions would be better yeah. off with uh, drafting a quarterback? Yeah, the I mean, it's it's like like great example. Airline attendance. Uh, sir, can you mm-hmm. uh, put up your tray table? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, that's not a fair request. You're Just say, yeah. put your tray table mm-hmm. up. Right. But uh, did your friends think you screwed up by not Asking no, for a no, they, they they were just saying like like that. Are you sure? Like that doesn't make sense. And I said, yeah, there was you know a guy wearing a penguins hat. Then the cart said Rust. It was Brian Rust. Obviously. Why do people want pictures with celebrities? What 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 value does Social that provide? Social media just to remember it. I guess. Uh, I see now you're triggering something. Yeah, because it's also for social media. Because you're not going back in your phone camera roll to say, oh, look but, who I took a picture but with. But that, that was the cool part, too. Like, the course wasn't super crowded at the time. They mm. had four or five carts. No one really knew who they were. They were just, they just well, hockey normal players. guys just playing golf, whatever, having fun. You do realize, um, to reference our earlier conversation, they shit, too, right? Yeah. Right. They are normal guys. Like, I hate when people <laughs> no, treat... No, they, they are. Do. No, and I agree. <laughs> celebrities just normal Yeah, they people, shit but. Chanel. <laughs> yeah. no, but, but, I mean, like, I hate when people treat celebrities like they're anything other than... They're, they're yeah, people. Totally yeah. normal. Like, I don't... I Jeez, oh, Pete. No. Just that, was, that was deal. one of the last people you'd ex- I wouldn't expect to see uh, yeah. an athlete like that up in Bay Harbor yeah, on to, the course. Listen, to a point, it is the tr- Why are you hanging out around my ankles? Get out of here. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's going to bite your Achilles. <laughs> I see Roberto come over, and the next thing you know, he's like under my chair. I was under going, the what is he doing? Yeah. Uh, that must mean it's time for me to tell you about our presenting sponsor, the D, Las Vegas. Listen. No, hey, look, I can't guarantee you'll see Sidney Crosby, but the D, Vegas, <laughs> it's a hell of a good time. And it doesn't matter what time of year, it's Vegas. Now, too, they got a ton of things going on out there. Uh, fantasy football draft parties, they're hosting those. This is also a reminder. I mean, you want to talk sports betting? It's one of the hottest new things for people to legally do in this country. Circa Sports Million Pro Football Contest. Uh, $1.5 million guaranteed, no rake, 100% payback. 50000 quarterly payout. Uh, the D, part of that, you can get down there. Circa Sports mobile app, download that. The D is now open. Their new sports book. It's all happening in preparation for football season. So check out the D. Check out the D.com. And whether it's to book your fantasy football draft out there or just to get out for a weekend of football and sports betting and enjoying it, uh, check it out. Have a good time. Look, I don't know. Not everybody bets when they're in Vegas. Believe it or not, check it out. If you haven't done a football weekend to go and bet on games and relax, uh, you're kind of missing out. It's a good time. The D.com, your home for sports, fantasy football, and a whole lot of other stuff in Vegas. All right, so uh, let's get into these sports conspiracies that Sully is obsessed with. I know there's one on here that I will expand upon more than any other because I have said this for years. Yep. And I stand by it, and I refuse to accept anything other than this. And if there were any justice in this world, from the mind of executive producer Roberto Beauchene, <laughs> original gangsters would do an entire pod on this particular conspiracy theory. If you theory. agree to come on, we will make that happen. Only if Bobby Bucatello is there. <laughs> well, always. Which that's we'll get to at number all one. Right, on now this that's list. all I'm saying, but carry on. So this list is the one I found actually is from Business Insider, which they actually have a ton of great sports content on that site, but it's 10 conspiracy theories that drive sports. Sports fans nuts, but just might be true. So let's start with number 10 and run down the list till we get to number one, which you just kind of teased. I right. didn't tease shit. I'm just telling you that's the one that, that I care it's, about That's a most. crazy one. All right, number 10 here. Tell me, guys, what you think of this. 
The NBA rigged the NBA draft for the Cavs after LeBron signed with the Miami Heat. Do you, do you buy that one? Yes, I do. There's just there's a, some descriptions here if you want a couple sentences. Yeah, give me the percentage odds they had because I, I thought it was a long shot. Why fans believe it? Fans believe the NBA rigged the draft lottery to help the Cavs after LeBron took his talents to South Beach and the Cavs received nothing in return. Cavs won the lottery in 2011 and then again in 13 and 14 and picked Kyrie. Now, they do mention the Cavs were not an especially long shot to win the lottery. Only the T-Wolves had a better chance to win the lottery, and uh, right. even they had 75% of not winning. I, I apologize. I thought they were a little longer odds. I thought they were mid-pack. Did it seem too convenient? Did it seem too convenient the year that the, the best player yep. in, in the state of Ohio's history was coming out? That Look, the Cavs, people don't remember. I mean, obviously, look, Sully, I mean, it's you were nine years old when LeBron got drafted, Right. Sound accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're 25, you're 26 years old. Look, the Cavs before LeBron were what the Phoenix Suns are right now, yes. what the Kings are right now, what the Knicks are right now. They were the definition of a fledgling bullshit franchise. Getting LeBron gave them a credibility that they had never, not even during the Mark Price, Brad Doherty, Craig Elo, Larry Nance years, they had never enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So... I've always believed that there was something going on because it's like the greatest luck in the world or it's bullshit. On some level, I believe the Cavs were gifted at least one of those picks. That is my belief. I will take it to the grave. Well, I think they were gifted because of ownership. Dan Gilbert bought the team in 05, had LeBron James on the team, had him for five years or four years. And then he left. I think they gifted him those picks because LeBron was gone. Right. Your ownership was kind of new, so they kind of want the franchise to kind of, you know, float a little bit. It would have been the equivalent of Zion going to the Knicks this year. Yep. It would yeah. have been a credibility thing that for the league's sake, they really needed to give Cleveland something because Cleveland was bottom of the barrel. They mm-hmm. really, really were. So I, that's what I believe, but maybe I'm a bad person. All right, on to number nine. The 2005, and this one's very relevant uh, for this podcast, the 2005 NHL draft was rigged so the Penguins could draft Sidney Crosby to save the troubled franchise. Heard he's good at golf, too. Shortly after the Penguins escaped bankruptcy, they were still in trouble as a franchise and threatened to move to Kansas City. The team then won the 05 NHL draft lottery for the rights to draft some guy, some kid named Sidney Crosby. I mean, Lemieux saved that franchise. He, he did. really did. I. Can't put it past anybody. I mean, yep. it, it, it. You don't look, hear about this one as much. No, because no one cares about hockey. Yep. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's a niche sport. Hockey's like, uh, in my world, it's like the MLS. So I could buy that for a dollar. Uh, payback for Mario Lemieux stepping up, saving the team, et cetera. I don't know. I mean, when did Lemieux really take over over there? When, when did Lemieux step in? But I know he saved it. I remember reading right. all about it and hearing about it. I mean, when it comes down to a franchise like Pittsburgh who, you know, had won a couple of Stanley Cups and at mm-hmm. one point was the model franchise in the league, I, I could understand the business practice of the league helping them out. Sure. not gonna, I, I won't say no, no to it, but I don't feel as strongly about it as I do the Cavs. B- b- because also, too, there's a familiarity angle. Right. No, I mean, those are some that you, especially the Cavs, when we've heard that a bunch. On to number eight here. In 1965, Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston in a, punch. in a rigged fight with a phantom punch. Yeah. You've heard, clearly heard that before. I've heard it a million times. I'm not a boxingologist. I'll just tell you I've heard enough people that are smart about boxing at least entertain the thought. 
I buy it for a dollar. That's crazy. In the first round of their championship rematch, 60s, you get away down, with anything. Yeah, you now it's a punch that many in attendance did not see, leading to the name Phantom Punch. Right. No, I, I, listen, that one has been talked about enough. Yeah, I buy it, but I'm not, hey, I am no boxing at expert. That, at that point, in that point, at that point in time, the '60s and, and boxing and the sport, you know, there was probably a lot of organized crime influence that could have, uh, you know, been in on that. Well, David, do you buy that one? Because I know you and I feel like we've talked about this before when we've talked about boxing in some capacity. Do you believe in that one? Well, yeah, I believe in that one. I also believe that boxing as a sport overall is um, very notorious for rigging. Yeah. Matches, uh, boxing matches. Um, Muhammad Ali for sure. I, I believe it. Is, but, I don't want to David, because I don't want also, it to tarnish Muhammad Ali. This is also different than just. Um, this is different than rigging it in a situation where oh we rigged the the scores at the end. This is actually a phantom punch that they're that they're talking about. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is there's a whole another level. There's of been some other phantom punches that they believe in boxing happen. Right. So, yep. All right, next. Okay, number seven. Pete Rose had a secret agreement to be reinstated <laughs> to baseball after lifetime ban. Now, Pete Rose has what? long acted as though his lifetime ban for gambling on baseball games was never supposed to be a lifetime ban and that he would eventually be reinstated. However, then-commissioner Bart Giamatti yeah, he died. died just eight days after the suspension oh, was handed yeah, down, yeah, yeah, and yeah. many yeah, fans believe his promise to Rose died with him. Correct. Whoa. I've always believed that. Giamatti yeah. had made a deal with him. Giamatti was never going to let it end as ugly as it's ended. Yep. And look, I think that's part of the reason why Rose has chosen to live his life the way he has. Uh, you know, continuing the gambling, continuing um, doing things that baseball told him don't do. I think he realizes that Giamatti was his Willy Wonka golden ticket, yep. that he would pay the price for five, ten years, but he would get in, he would be back in the game, it would all be okay, but Giamatti died abruptly. Uh, I have absolutely believe mm-hmm. there was a Joe Smith secret contract with him and Giamatti. A hundred percent by that. Now he's gonna, now Roberto's going to tell me some mafioso story oh, yeah. to tie this in. Now, I'm sure Pete Rose has some connections. Uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six. This is um, this might be the most recent uh, happening on this list here. The NFL destroyed evidence from Spygate to hide what the New England Patriots were really doing. After Belichick and the New England Patriots were caught spying on the Jets during a game, the team gave the league tapes which were later destroyed. <laughs> a Boston Herald report said the Rams secretly taped the St. Louis or that they secretly taped the St. Louis Rams walkthrough before the 2001 Super Bowl. Many fans believe the tapes destroyed by the league showed the Patriots cheated to win their first Lombardi trophy. I do not believe that. I've always believed this. No, I think Spygate was totally overblown. Oh. Filming filming shit from the the rooftops of a stadium. I don't know. I don't know what you really get out of it. Look, we, we've talked to how many you know, insiders, NFL players. We've had TJ even say it. Everybody knows what everybody's running. It's true. There's no, there's no goddamn advantage. It, it, it's, it's X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's. Like that's how this works. Like, yeah, but you, it must have scared the shit out of some guys though, because now you see everyone's holding the thing up to their face. That's you just dance, sports yeah, paranoia. You know, it's Roberto. just so dumb. I'll give you an example. They've always done that. People talk about tipping signs in baseball. They, that's why they change the signs. Right. That's why there's that's a true. like nine out of ten things are dummy. You know, I, right. I just think it's oh, now. Look, were they trying to gain an advantage? Sure. But, you know, I've never believed, oh, well, they haven't won since Spike. Bullshit. I've always thought that was overblown. That's me. Well, I don't believe, I don't care about, you know, them trying to get an advantage or anything. I've just always believed it because the tapes were 
destroyed. If it's not a big deal, it's not a big thing, then why are yeah. you destroying the tape? Just let them live on and oversight. go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. This one is uh, kind of the, the only non-major sport. I guess boxing really isn't, but non-major sport one on here. The 1995 New Zealand national rugby team was poisoned prior to the World Cup final. No, wow. I've never even heard I've never of this, heard of this. story. Why fans believe it's true. In front of their fans, South Africa defeated the heavily favored New Zealand squad in the final of the 1995 World Cup. Before the match, many members of the New Zealand team came down with food poisoning, and after the game, their coach blamed a mysterious waitress named Susie. Come on. <laughs> I've never even heard wow, of this. I've never like, heard of this. That's like nefarious. I, I can't comment on this. I've never heard of it. That's, that's remarkable. Crazy. I don't know what to say, but how yeah. does it not happen more? I mean, yeah. think about it. Everybody stays at a team hotel. Mm-hmm. The only thing you got to do is some eye drops in the chili <laughs> yeah, to hold teams down for account. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't even have to pay somebody a quarter of a million dollars to poison the uh, team. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just have somebody go in the kitchen. I don't know. Here, uh, ooh, a little undercooked shrimp. Yep. <laughs> like, seriously, how does it not happen more? But if they know. did all eat in the same restaurant, it could just be legit that it was a bad really? food experience. Susie? Uh, I'm not buying that one. Susie's the best part. Some <laughs> mysterious person named Susie poisoned them. Mm, Susie. Um, all right, Mike, number four. If I say Game 6, 2002 Western Conference Finals, does that ring a bell to you? Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Tim, um, um, the Dirty Ref game. NBA rigged Game 6, the 02 Western Conference Finals to save the Lakers Donaghy. season. Yeah, no, listen. Yeah, they saved the Lakers. You've spoke so. on this before. Yeah, no, listen, and that was one of the games he refed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, but, I mean, was. this yes, was one was. of the big... Yeah. Look, the NBA didn't want the Sacramento Kings in the NBA Finals, but the Sacramento Kings were better than the Lakers that year. And all people ever remember is Big Shot Bob. But when you go back to that game and you want to pull it, Mike, there are mysterious phantom calls. There's mysterious no calls. Like Mike Bibby, I think, got thrown into the stands. Yes. It's, look... It's one of the most bullshit things to ever happen, and no one talks about the fact, unless I'm in outer space, Donaghy ref the game. So, and it gets into this here. It says, years later, former NBA referee Tim Donaghy, who resigned and later admitted to gambling, suggested that the conspiracy was real and that he heard this game had been fixed. Uh, I'm Donaghy sorry. did not work the Apologies. game in question, but his story is second That's why I'm putting Same this guy there. Yeah. No, that game looked it, and if you go back and watch that game, you can't come away with anything other than... The league wanted a Game 7. Yes. Lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter and scored 16 of their last 18 points okay. at the free throw line. All right. 27 <laughs> and a quarter. You're pacing for 108 free throws in a game. Mm-hmm. It was absolute buffoonery. Yep. Buffoonery. And for those listening to the pod, if you don't know anything about this, please go on YouTube because there's a YouTube video when you search Kings Lakers 2002 where they condense all the whistles and no calls. It's it's right there, one video. Yeah, no, and that's, I I do believe that. Okay. Always have. They take care of business here. Big powers at it again. Raising rates enough. Don't pay their high rates and increases. Pay yourself, go solar. Power home solar. They make it easy. You switch to solar by hooking up battery storage to your installation. Longer days, you get surplus energy. Now you can store it, use it later. Own your power. Don't rent it. Power Home, the number one residential solar provider in the state, one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty. Own your power. Don't just rent it from the power company. Guys, They are creating a movement towards cleaner, greener energy. You want to see if solar's right for you and your home, go to powerhome.com. 
That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, number three. These top three are really good. Cal Ripken Jr.'s record streak of games played was saved by an intentional power outage. Why fans believe it's true. In 97, <laughs> yeah. two years after breaking Lou Gehrig's record for consecutive games played, a game between the Orioles and Mariners was postponed because of an electrical failure that affected the lights at Camden Yards. What? This led to a wild rumor that the team intentionally caused the failure to save Ripken's streak when they learned Ripken would be unable to play after he got into a wow. fight with Kevin Costner. Yeah, I've heard this one, and wow. I believe it. Tell me more. I believe this one. Go ahead. Why? I, I don't know. I just want to believe the story that he caught his wife, or that he knocked out Kevin. Costner. Yeah, that he caught yeah. his wife, and he just you know got in a fight with Kevin Costner. I just really want to believe this one. That's really what it comes down to. I got to be honest. The only thing I know about Baltimore, and the only thing I care about, is the wire. Uh, <laughs> hey, I like when I Google that. Clam the chowder. The first thing that I comes mean, that up. Clam chowder. Did Kevin Costner have sex with the wife of <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr.? This one I find hard to believe, but again. Not intimately involved enough with mm-hmm. this one to emotionally care. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've always just thought the streak was nonsense. I oh, mean, yeah. there had to be so many days he went out there and wasn't up to playing, probably hurt his team. Yep. I, I've always thought the streak was a little bit of bullshit. Now, you got to give him credit, just not to suffer a major injury. I'm saying there is no way a human being in good conscience can go out there all 162 games over the course of like 30 years mm-hmm. and give his best. 2,130. Yeah, there are plenty of days you're not up to it. You're going to hurt the team. You're not going to be able to give your best. So ask yourself how many days Cal Ripken went out there and, and played substandard ball because of that stupid fucking streak. Mm-hmm. The streak became some, bigger than the game. Some half inning bullshit yeah. of you know yeah, just I, taking the field no, or, or just going out and, ta- and, and taking the collar for a day. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I, that's just my belief. I don't. I don't think there's honesty. <laughs> I, know. I mean, I know it says he was too distraught to play the day after finding his wife in bed with the Oscar winner. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> right? That's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I, 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 I had something, but we don't need to go that route. We'll just, we'll just keep on going down the road here. Kevin Costner. I hate Kevin. Costner. <laughs> I know, I do too. Like of all the guys to find in bed with your wife, that's. I don't think there's a I good mean, one, is there? Well, good one. well, I mean, I bet you there's a celebrity crush you could tolerate. You just tip your cap and go, hey, right. "What do you want me to do?" Right. I mean, you walk sure. in, and you you walk in, and Mrs. Sully's in bed with Matthew McConaughey. What do you do? You, you just, hey, listen. Yeah, you give her a yeah. pass. I give her. A pass. What yeah, do you I want agree. me to do? <laughs> totally pass. Give that. Uh, you know, I, it, w- hey, when I'm in bed with, uh, okay, you know. Jessica Alba, or Kim Kardashian, or whoever, she Kim can get a pass. Too. No, no, you don't, don't get you don't you Kim don't get how it works. She still gets to stay yeah, you right, in the nuts. Right, right. This is a one way street. <laughs> right. But honey, it's George Clooney. Ah, okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, what are you gonna do? Carry on. All right. Top two, Mike. I know you'll have some big takes on these, both NBA related. Ten biggest conspiracies in sports that fans believe. Is this Patrick Ewing? The the NBA rigged the 1985 NBA draft for the Knicks to get Patrick Ewing. I don't believe it. I think the whole frozen envelope thing is such bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's already been proven, too. And I understand saving New York, the whole thing, the league wasn't in the place it's in now. I don't believe the frozen envelope thing. And I've done enough reading on it. And what I, is that? I, well, I don't even know what that is. Can you explain? The idea that they froze the envelope so they, they would be able to go make in it to and make it easier identify. to identify oh. and pick it out. They didn't have 8 billion ping pong combinations back then. <laughs> wow. Right. 
So <laughs> I, I don't believe That's that. smart. Look, I don't believe this, and I actually get angry when I hear it come up, because every year since then, a franchise fan base believes that they're getting right. screwed over because of the lottery, because of this conspiracy. I don't like it. I don't buy it. I, I mean, I, I just, for me, that one's tough. Yep. All right, guys, Sully here, and I want to talk to you about Coppercraft Distillery, our good friends over in Holland, Michigan. If you haven't checked out Coppercraft, make sure you stop by your local bar, your local liquor store, certainly at Comerica Park, and give Coppercraft a try. I've, I've been, you know, drinking Coppercraft for years now. Fantastic Michigan product. And I, I hate to say just a great Michigan product. It's a great product in general. But, of course, we always want to support Michigan products as well. Coppercraft Distillery. Learn more at coppercraftdistillery.com or on social media as well. They're also posting a lot of stuff about their really popular canned cocktails. It's perfect for the summer, whether you're on the boat whether you're golfing, certainly, whether you're walking around a baseball game or tailgating, whatever it is, canned cocktails make it super easy for you. Canned gin and tonic, canned whiskey, lemonade, bunch of great stuff. Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. Learn more, coppercraftdistillery.com. All right, number one. Oh, this, this, is, this one is, in my, in my mind, this is <laughs> factual. This is absolute nonfiction. Number one. Ten conspiracy theories that drive sports fans nuts. Michael Jordan's first retirement mm-hmm. was a secret suspension for gambling. Goddamn right. He was... Ad- okay, now, the, everything you're about to hear is my opinion. He was told, hey, cool the fuck out. Your your dad just got murdered right. roadside. We're going to clean up your mess, but we need we to... We heard you're gambling with connected dudes. Yep. <laughs> hey, Mike, put it on ice, oh, and we're not man. talking about your balls. Mm-hmm. Two years, hit the bricks, cool out, you, you do whatever you want to do. No one's going to question you. You're Michael Jordan. Jordan was bigger than LeBron is now. Mm-hmm. Jordan was everything in all worlds. I f- have always believed... He was not asked. He was told to leave. Mm-hmm. Get out. Mm-hmm. You are about to blow up Earth. Get out of here. The stories about Jordan going a hundred grand a hole, yep. massive gambling debts. Yep. I've always believed his dad got killed because of him. Yes, he did. My opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion. I could you wow. imagine today? And obviously, we're not joking about this. We're not wishing this. But imagine today the biggest athlete in the world, in your world, their dad gets murdered roadside, left, shot, and killed in his Lexus on the highway. It is unfucking fathomable. Fathomable. I mean, I'm. I, I, please. I've never believed any of the alternative theories about who killed Jordan's dad and they were acting alone and bibbity bobbity boo. I don't fucking believe it. I don't. They. I'm telling you. I believe they were sent there. It was a hit. Mm-hmm. He didn't pay his gambling mm-hmm. debts. Yeah, it's called sending a message. He got asked to leave. Mm-hmm. And and I've always believed. Think about the kind of juice you gotta have. You're gonna put a hit out on the father of an international well, icon. That's like Liam Neeson shit. Yes, yeah. it is. And I, yeah. I know you, you love this conspiracy theory here. Can I offer you at least the why it's true and why it's false? Sure. And it's just a couple, It's true because it's true. A couple sentences <laughs> each. Why, why you believe it's true? Just months before Jordan announced his first retirement in 93 and eventually pursued a career in baseball, the NBA had launched an investigation into Jordan's gambling habits. Yep. Also, Jordan said during his retirement press conference that he might come back to the NBA, quote, if David Stern lets me back in the league. 
And quickly, why it's false. The question conspiracy theorists struggle to answer is why would the NBA cover up Jordan's gambling misdeeds and kick the best and most popular asset out of the league for two years? The more likely scenario... Underworld! The more, Underworld! No, listen to this last part. The more likely scenario is that Jordan, one of the sport's fiercest competitors, just no longer felt challenged by basketball and oh, needed something please. else. Bullshit. That is oh, bull. bullshit. The you most could, competitive guy in sports right. The difference is you could, get, you could get away with it in the early to mid-90s. You would never be able to get away with it now. Right. They had an easy out. Get out. Clean your shit up. You can come back in two years. Give us time to let this cool off. If you stay, someone's going to blow the lid off this thing. Mike, he yeah. was involved. I'm convinced Crazy. of it. He was involved with some very, very dark figures. Okay? And I'm not talking about a suntan. Mm -hmm. Th this is, I've been convinced of this since I was a little kid. He was told to leave because it was that bad. See, you've always made comments about this, and I, sometimes maybe I just think you're half-jokingly saying them. This is the first time where, like, you've really dove into your thoughts on it. And because you it's are, just my opinion. You are con I can tell you're convinced. But I never knew you were this convinced I'll go to my true. grave believing his dad was assassinated, yep. and Jordan was not asked but told to leave. And it is the deepest, darkest secret the NBA has ever held, is that the greatest athlete in the history of their sport got involved with some very nefarious characters, yep. gambling at a level that isn't ha-ha funny, and I, my opinion, believe it got someone killed. Mm. That's, but, that's what I believe. But, I'm allowed to believe it. But Mike, he wanted to retire to play baseball and honor his father. Horseshit. <laughs> Absolute happy horseshit. He was a great baseball player, too, though. Uh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful guy. Uh, wonderful uh, baseball player. Like, And again, yeah. look. If people are allowed to roam this planet believing in UFOs or Sasquatch, then I can fucking believe that Jordan was told to leave the NBA. And I All right? That's my belief. I you love can't that, take that from I me. I love that 30 for 30 where they talk, and then, like, you know, he, he goes from living this lavish life, you know, jets to games, whatever, and now he's on this fucking bus. Yeah. Motels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that minor league. Yeah, team. Birmingham <laughs> Barons. That was all his idea. As the young players in the locker room are coming up to <laughs> him for autographs. He, oh he, go, he goes from having a hotel suite with, with chicks on order. They don't bring him a morning newspaper. They slide a bowl of rubbers under the door. He goes from that to riding a fucking bus on a per diem. Get out of here. He got told, no. clean your shit up. Dry out. He just wanted to be a competitor. No longer felt challenged by the NBA. Bullshit. Because that's the opposite of what Michael Jordan would have done. Yes. Jordan was never satisfied and never satiated. Yes. He would have won 10 titles in a row and right. wanted number 11. He wanted blood. Mm -hmm. He never felt unchallenged. Everything was a challenge. He wanted to kill you. Yep. That's why he got so deep into gambling. Because yep. he couldn't lose. Couldn't let it go. He couldn't no, lose. I, but believe me, I, I remember watching Jordan as a wizard when I was a kid. I Where remember, is this I remember pod from the mind of Roberto Boucher? <laughs> <laughs> We're scheduling it now. You will Will come on. Get Bucatello on this. Oh, they believe you. They're, they're, they're. I'm telling their you. Theories coincide right with yours. Sure as death and taxes, he was told to leave the fucking league. <laughs> You'll never convince All me right. otherwise. We'll deep dive into that Bunch on the uh, shit. Get the Bucatello on the phone. <laughs> he was a bull, a wizard, a baron. Get the DA from it's South Carolina on here. I want to reopen the the, the okay. Papa Jordan murder. Okay. I'm serious. It's one of those things the mainstream media has never really dug into appropriately. I think, well, I don't know if they were told, but they just didn't, they didn't dig into it for reasons. They don't want to know. They don't want to know.
You know what that would do to the world of sports? Oh, man. If that story had come out then on the heels just a couple short years after Magic fucking Johnson contracted AIDS? Yep. Do you understand what would have happened? I know. Basketball was teetering. That shook the world. Yep. Larry Bird's back blew out. Magic got uh, contracted HIV, and then Jordan, Jordan ga- in my opinion, gets yeah. his dad murdered from gambling and nefarious activity. Wow. The league would have exploded. Yep. And whoever whoever does this, he pulled over on a highway to take a nap. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he was tired. Bullshit. Yeah, no, come on. I've bro. seen reports about how bad the town was and the stretch of highway and Whatever. what were you? I'll tell you right. what he was doing. Go check into the Four Seasons. You he want to got take a followed. Nap? Yes, he did. He got followed. He got murdered. That's it. It's a bunch of shit. Wow. <laughs> We've solved it. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening as always. And guess what? We'll be back with you next week. We got a special edition of the pod next week. The Midsummer Mailbag, where we empty, uh, as Roberto likes to say, we empty the bag. Oh. Just for you. Midsummer mm. Delight. Uh, subscribe. Radio.com. Apple Podcasts. Get out there and go, and we should have an announcement soon enough on a second pod, but I can't do that right now because there's a lot of red tape. That's what this company does best. But we'll get it to you next week on Always Aggravate.